Yeah, I think we live right now, y'all. Play it loud as here. I think we live right now, y'all. That's that new podcast, man. And this right here is produced by Mad Scientists. Good looking, cuz up. They gave me one shot, they, they gave, gave me, me one chance. chance. I had to let these niggas know T play, been the fucking man. Uh-huh. Black shoes, white teeth, new jewelry. Niggas talking shit, uh-huh. but none of y'all fear, fear me. me. None of y'all hear me. me though. Yeah, that's okay. That's right. play got some shit that's about to be on the way. It's already here. Play it loud podcast. That's that new sound. Time, I'm about to come through and represent comp time. You better know when I come through, spitting that flow. Spit it, I gotta go, but I'm all on your radio. Every day, every so week tune week. in, homie. You have no choice. Uh-huh. Cause I still got that voice that'll make them panties moist. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Let's get play it loud. Yeah. Play it loud, homeboy, this my podcast. Hey, yeah, play it loud. Play it loud, little mama, this my podcast. Yeah, Turn it up, man. look, yeah. play it loud. Uh-huh. Play it loud, everybody, this the podcast. Up, yeah, look, yeah. play it loud. Uh-huh. Check it out, homeboy, I'm on your dial tone. Man, play it loud is live in effect now, man. It's a new podcast for the streets, man. City of Comfort Zone, man, DJ T-Play. I represent for me and you, man, so tune in. You know what I'm saying? We starting right now. Tune into the show. One more thing. I'm out here. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What it do, y'all? Play it loud podcast episode number three. And I'd like to take y'all back. Way back. Back in the time. Nah, baby, no. Nah. nah, anyway. For real, I'd like to thank y'all for tapping in, y'all, especially to the last episode. Got a lot of views. We want to keep them views going. We want to get more fans in. I told y'all last time I was going to try to do a video podcast. Um, That is still on the works. Me and my production team is trying to make moves, trying to iron out some kinks right now, but uh, we still got that coming for you. But this is a podcast, so we might as well keep it on the pod for a little bit longer, of course, always. So we do have a few more episodes that will be audio only until we finish getting the thing right with the videos. But we will have a lot of special guests on here, so stay tuned. Like I told you, I play a lot. Radio is about me, about you, about the people we grew up with. It's for us. Tap in. You never know who may be on here. Somebody that you may not have seen or heard for a while. And they sharing some stories with you just to give you an update of the moves that they making things that they have been through, something that can be beneficial beneficial for you. So just keep on tapping in and showing that love. And if you're listening to me on iTunes um, podcast, please make sure you subscribe to me. The more subscribers I get, better chance your boy got going national. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to go national with this. I want to be on, what's that, Evolve Network or something. You know, I want that big money too. Why not? So we got a few things as always, like we do. I got my relationship topics, lifestyle, culture, relationships, sports, everything we, you know, things that we go through, things that we've been through, things that we kind of relatable to all of us. So a few things in the news I go down, you know how I do. What's going on with these damn ankle biter mosquitoes, y'all in the Southland? And Cali, y'all know what's going on, man. We'll tap in about that. These damn ankle biters, I'm glad that the weather is changing right now. So it is getting cold. We're starting to get some, start, some thunderstorms and shit. So I'm glad of that. But to the point, man, I'm just glad these damn mosquitoes can finally go away because they've been killing me. Telling them to tear my damn ankles up. They biting through your sweats. They biting through your socks. These motherfuckers is vicious, man. So 
And it seemed like they're immune to the damn off. You wasting your time spraying off, especially if you try to get that sweet resistance. Man, I was buying that sweet resistance. It was, <clears throat> it was like they, they was it was attracting the ass, man. Crazy. Um, another thing right now is what's going on with you grab and go robbers, man. Is this like the new thing right now? Y'all just going up in these stores, just grabbing shit, snatching, just going right out the damn door. No, no face covers, no masks, no gloves. Just basically, fuck y'all. You can't stop me. This shit is crazy. Riverside right now, they're investigating three grabbing goals that just happened in the last week or so at Nordstrom Racks. It seems like Nordstrom Rack is that high store right now. Because I just also seen um, it's a South American um, theft gang. It's crazy. I can't actually think of the name of them, but I know they're from South America. They're a theft gang, and um, they just were sentenced to jail time for robbing a, a Ventura, I believe, uh, Nordstrom Rack. And they got over, crazy, over $13,000 worth of jewelry in the Nordstrom Rack. So I guess Nordstrom Rack is that hot spot. So. Yeah, as you can see, it doesn't matter what country you're from, American, South American, you will get caught and you will serve some time. So at the end of the day, is it really worth it? And it's not like you're really getting some K-Jewelers or some, some Tiffany or something like that. Like, I don't know if even Jacob is still around or uh, what's that, what's his what's dude name? Iceman or something like that. Like, come on, so. Is it really worth snatching some Nordstrom Rack jewelry? Getting over seven, eight, ten years for some Nordstrom Rack jewelry? To each his own. I mean, I know since the pandemic had happened, I know we all out here struggling right now, but Jesus. Y'all gotta do better. Y'all got to do fucking better. I think you can find something better to do with yourselves than snatching shit out of Nordstrom Racks to elaborate on that a little bit I was in the Burlington Coat Factory maybe about two three weeks ago and I'm about two people away from purchasing my items and I hear the loss prevention the security and uh, one of the workers say we got you on camera you on camera you on camera and you can hear the <laughs> these people say I don't give a fuck so what whatever and of course, me being a black man is always hurtful and shameful when you see your own people. So there's three young black people, two girls, one guy. <laughs> Walk right out the front door, the alarm buzzing and every damn thing. Face not covered or nothing. They got this handful of clothes and all type of things and walk right out the store. Of course, eventually you're on camera and I'm sure you live in the city. And most likely nine times out of 10, you're going to make your way back towards that area. Even if you don't go in that store, now your face is going to be posted. <laughs> is it really worth the selling out of Burlington Co Factory? <sighs> Y'all need to get it together, man. <laughs> Y'all need to get it together. Um, I seen something else another in the news the other day. It was a little boy in Torrance. He was an artistic boy. 
he was found wandering the street um, about five something in the morning, I believe, on a Sunday morning. He ended up being uh, reunited with his family that afternoon. So that was a good thing, but I don't know this family, so I'm not about to knock the family or anything. I'm just going to speak in general because I don't want nobody, you know, you never know people, household, people, situations. But unfortunately, we have children that's artistic out there. And it's not unfortunately. Let me rephrase that. It's a beautiful thing. I don't have to deal with that right now. I do have a daughter that's young. Um, she's still developing right now. So hopefully, you know, she's, you know, a normal child and don't really have to have any disabilities. But if she does, um, I'm going to be that father and step up and handle my business and be there no matter what. But I do have friends um, and people that I know, associates that do have artistic children. And um, they're very smart children. They need a lot of attention. And a lot of people just don't understand. And not just understand what the child goes through, but what the family goes through, the people that's involved that has to raise them, because it takes a lot of you out of you also. But being a parent, regardless of the fact if your child is artistic or not, being a parent is what we signed up for when you, you know, shit lay down, fuck. And you make that baby, something happened. That's just being real. We gonna keep this shit real. Just play a loud podcast. When you sit down, open them legs. When you sit down and you stick it up in there, you bust that nut up in that motherfucker, and she get pregnant. Nigga, y'all signed that contract to be a parent and handle them responsibilities, regardless of the fact how your fucking child come out or turn out. It's your responsibility to guide them and be there for them, regardless. So we just gotta be more mindful, y'all. Just make sure that kids don't ask to be here. Always remember that shit. We didn't ask to be here. A lot of us didn't grow up in the perfect situation. The fairy tale fucking family, the white picket fence and shit, the Harvard degree, you know what I'm saying? The MIT degree and shit. We all don't get that life, you know? So the life that we shit that was chosen for us or the life that we have to live we got to make the best out of that shit and the one thing about making the best out of it is being responsible i hope everybody hear me out there you got to be responsible especially when you're a parent so again i'm not knocking this family or anything like that because i don't know how this how this young man got loose or how he got out so i just want to make sure i'm making that clear i'm just speaking in general of all parents out there I'm born and raised in Compton, growing up in the hood. We just seen so much shit. We didn't, you know, we see the little young parents that's not ready to be mothers, not ready to be fathers, who's still out there in the damn streets, want to run the streets, still want to go shop, still want to hang out with their friends, still want to go club and shit, still want to go to the bars when you got children and you're trying to put those children on your parents. But let's be real, man you got parents that's out here grandparents and shit at 38 years old man you know saying not to knock y'all but it's true you got grandparents that's out here you know early 40s and shit man that's 40 what it is 40 the new 20 so your grandson that means grandma's still out there trying to shake her ass too grandma ain't ready to be sitting in no goddamn kitchen baking no motherfucking muffins yet that's not what she looking for right now you know you gotta be mindful, man. Be responsible, honestly. 
So since this play aloud podcast and um one of my good friends, he shared some deep stuff with us on the last episode. My boy Michael Babers. And I'm gonna get him back on another episode coming up real soon. So y'all make sure y'all tune into that because we got some more stuff to go in, you know what I'm saying, too. And he got some more to share with us about his situation and stuff that he been through since he left Compton and since he uh been in the Navy. Since I'm DJT play, this my show. I want to give y'all a little bit, you know, my background. I'm born and raised in the city of Compton. Born to a twin father. Born to a mother who I love very much. Both of my parents are still alive. My mom and dad didn't have the perfect uh, happy couple life. Being being from the hood, growing up in the hood, I grew up in that typical household where I seen my mother and father fight a lot. I think a lot of us have seen that. Shit, I even seen my mama put some hands on pops too, so shout out to moms, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't just sitting there taking no ass whoopers to keep it real with y'all. But I grew up in that situation. And one thing I can say about me, I never had the urge to want to hit a woman. See, a lot of us use this product of our environment bullshit and use it as excuses. My mother is bipolar schizophrenia. My mom talked to herself. My mom has thought I was the devil. Shit, my mother has tried to kill me on a few occasions as a young man. Try to overdose me with her medicine, stab me in the back with a can opener. And I'm telling you th- these things, y'all. I'm, I don't want y'all to feel sorry for me. Oh, he went, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it for that. I'm a grown ass man, 40 years old, about to be 41 years old now. I didn't have my time of pain and sorrow and, you know, my little, you know, moments of the shit I've been through. So it's easy for me to talk about it now, to be honest with you. But it's things like that that I had to grow up with and had to deal with. And look how I turned out. I'm sitting here doing a podcast, been working on my job for over 20 years. So I don't, I didn't use that as an excuse of my mother was bipolar, schizophrenia, and uh, she wasn't really there for me like she could be. And so much stuff that I've seen. I mean, you know, I'll break it down to y'all, give y'all some real shit. You know, just play a loud podcast. And one thing about play a loud podcast, we don't hold no filters on here. I didn't see my mom walking down the street, asshole naked by friends of mine's churches and shit like that and I have to go to school the next day and, and shit come on man people know it's my fucking mother and you have to you know you got friends that understand and know then you got the little punk ass niggas you gotta fuck up cause they wanna laugh and make it, and make jokes because they really don't understand the situation and yeah that shit was hurtful I went through a lot of that shit you know went through a lot of that y'all but what don't kill you makes you stronger so yeah, I have to be that one. Hell no. Hey man, was that your mom? We seen we seen a lady walking down naked crying, talking to herself. Man, look, just like it was your mom's, bro. Was that your like no, hell no, my mom's at home making me dinner, nigga. What the hell is you talking about? Knowing goddamn where that was my mama because shit. I already knew she was out crazy in the damn street. She had another one of her episodes. 
And the one thing about growing up with a mother that's bipolar, schizophrenia, people don't understand because if they don't know shit, they just say she crazy. Is she on crack? You know what I'm saying? What drugs is she using? Because they don't understand it's a fucking chemical imbalance in their brain. It's something that they can't help. One thing that's crazy about that shit, though, growing up and dealing with the bipolar situation is that I always noticed when my mom used to come back to her and snap back into her right state of mind after having to go to the hospital for maybe about seven to eight days, 10, 14, depending. For sure, three-day holes is the uh, police take them in, especially if they consider 5150. I know so much of this stuff. I used to know the whole Compton police force at one point because they was always called out to my house. See, these are deep stories that y'all don't even know. I still go to school, smiled every day, was geared up, had my little job. People would never know things that you go through as a child growing up. But uh, I didn't been through Augustus Hawkins, seen people in there growing up now. It's crazy because you just never know. I didn't actually seen classmates and people I didn't went to school with at Augustus Hawkins with my mom. Um, Lynn, uh, St. Francis in Linwood Hospital. I didn't seen people there. I didn't seen people. Man, my mom has been all the way out in, tra- in Chasworth and uh, mental facilities. And I have seen people that I grew up with out there. So you just never know. I see classmates that I didn't went to school with that's standing in front of liquor stores now that's just homeless and out of their mind. And some of these cats was in school with nice cars and all the clothes and shit, the hoes, everything. So you just never know how people may turn out and how their future may hold, to be honest with you. But back to like I was saying, one thing used to trip me out about my mother, bipolar schizophrenia, was that when she would come down from her, from an episode, I would call it, she would remember every damn thing that went on. I don't know why I did this, territory. I don't know why. I, I can't believe I was this, and I'm like, you didn't have no control over this shit. You remember doing this? To me, you know, if you don't go through this and you haven't been through it, you would believe or think that they faking or they just playing games because it's just a repeated pattern that they go through. And for you to remember it and not have no self-control over it, it's just mind-boggling, you know, for real. But like I say, Unless you go through it yourself, how can you really understand? You can do nothing but just try to understand and try to have empathy for them. You don't want to be sympathetic towards them. You want to have empathy because you really want to picture yourself in their footsteps, being place yourself in their footsteps, place yourself in their mind if you can and, and see what would you do if you was doing things and you had no control over yourself and it's voices that's telling you and then you just giving into these voices because I'll be honest with you guys and I know we all can contest to this whether you want to admit it or not we all hear that evil voice sometimes that then told you to do some shit but did you react to it did you listen to it and if I'm lying <laughs> I guess I'm frying <laughs> But I know I'm not. We all have heard that little evil voice that have told you shit. Either harm yourself or harm something to somebody or just you just have that little thought and you be like, what voice? That little thought that you had that you be like, oh my gosh, why did I think that? 
that what I'm that's what I'm talking about. So just imagine having no control over that. Whereas it's pretty much a command when you hear that. That's pretty much what these patients go through. So you want to try to understand that at the end of the day. But of course I understand that now as a grown man, but as a child, you don't understand these things. And unfortunately for me going through these things with my mother as a child, it really scarred me for life, man. You know, certain things, it, it you know, ruined a lot of relationships. Early in my, my earlier years, it had a lot of people scared to kind of be involved with me because you think number one, if his mother's crazy, then what's wrong with him? What's his issue? Do he have an issue? And that shit is very hurtful. Very, very hurtful. And I ain't still, I'm not asking for nobody's sympathy and shit. I'm not asking for no alls. I'm just keeping it real with y'all and just sharing real life with you because I had a little fucked up situation I went through, but man, it's people that went through way worse than me. And we all go through that at the end of the day. And we have to understand and live by that. But what I'm saying, what this episode is, what this episode is all about, y'all, it's about taking responsibility and being responsible. So don't let certain shit define you because we all go through messed up things in our life. We all have those downfalls in our life. Just don't let that define you. And because my mother was bipolar schizophrenic, I'm not gonna let that define me and just want people to have sympathy for me and go cry me a damn river and expect, and expect for me just to go out and just act a certain way and carry myself a certain way without being responsible because oh my mother was in the right state of mind to really give me the full attention as I needed that's no damn excuse I got a right state of mind there's nothing wrong with me so I should look at that and understand what my mother's going through and understand it's nothing that she would want herself to really go through and make sure I don't go through that and keep myself out of harm's way. Keep my little brother out of harm's way. You know, it's hard when you have a father that was off that water too, man. Yeah, pops used to be off that water when I was young. You know, them wet daddies and vomit fluid, sherm, dip cigarettes. You know, I seen my pops lose a good job behind smoking water. Used to work at this warehouse back in the day in, uh, I believe, in the city of Fullerton. See, it's crazy, y'all. See, kids remember these things. I'm maybe about eight, nine years old. Always remember me and mom used to go out there and visit him and shit, drop him a little lunch and shit off, whatever. Um, I guess they start calling my moms and shit, looking for him. I guess he must be my mom's contact and shit. This motherfucker started hanging with his twin because my pops is a twin. These niggas started, man, hanging at the park and shit, Wilson Park. Start being off them wet daddies. And one thing about, you know, drugs, they're not for everyone. You know, you have drugs that's for recreation. <laughs> you have drugs that's prescriptional. And you have drugs you just need to stay the fuck away from. And in my opinion, some people just can't handle a drug at all. But it's 
this particular drug. Shit, start having my dad take off work. You start losing time of the day. You get in the zombie mode. You looking like Michael Jackson, Andy, are you Ote video? Just leaning over and shit without falling. As a kid, man, we get exposed to so much shit, man. So much stuff, y'all. Especially growing up in the hood. We all see our friends, people in our family, their stories. We all got our stories. You always want to try to keep that shit within the household. But another thing with that is that my mother bipolar schizophrenia hurt my overall relationship with my family. And my mom only has one brother. But my father, on the other hand, has about, I believe, six brothers or so. And he's the twin himself. And I have a lot of cousins. So because of my mom having her disabilities, her and my dad, mom didn't really see eye to eye a lot of times. And because of that, I had to be the one that be affected by that because my mom wanted to keep me secluded and keep me away from my dad, mom, because she didn't have a good relationship with her. So I had to be the one that suffers. See, people don't understand what they do to children and what it can do to them in the long run in their life eventually. So because of these circumstances, majority of my cousins always went to my grandmother's house, my dad's mom's. And they all met there, stayed there for weekends, over the weekend, and, you know, did what cousins do, you know, from most of us that have that general life, you know what you do, you go to granny's house or your auntie's house, you with the rest of your cousins, y'all fight, play, do what you know, do cousin shit. You you can't wait to see them that weekend. Friday come, y'all cool. By the time Saturday afternoon come, you be ready for the ass to go home. <laughs> you know how I go with the cousins. But um, for me, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to experience that a lot because my mother would, it seemed like shit, she be cool, drop me off that Friday, shit, if it's not that Friday night or that early Saturday morning, she tripping or something and want me to come back home thinking something gonna happen to me over there, all type of stuff. It was just, it was just weird growing up. So that just really hurt my relationship with my cousins as I got older and kept a distance, you know, same between us. So as of right now, I'm friends with my cousins on Facebook, see their life and things they got going on. Occasionally we have hung out, but I don't have that strong relationship with my cousins as I would like. To be honest with you guys, all my boys that y'all know who I grew up with, most of their family is shit, my cousins. You know, I've been around them so much throughout the years growing up that, you know, their cousins and aunties and stuff is my cousins and aunties and uncles and we all consider each other family. It's nothing fake. It's just real and genuine. And that's an unfortunate circumstance. That's a great circumstance that I still regard as half family, of course. But it's that you sharing someone else's blood. It's not really true to yours. And I get, I think anybody can get what I'm saying and understand exactly where I'm getting, you know what I'm saying, what the meaning that I'm trying to get to by this. It's nothing like your own at the end of the day, of course. And of course, blood ain't everything and we know that for sure a lot of us wish we can take 
people that is our blood and wish they was and hope, you know, all that good stuff. I get it. I understand. But I'm just speaking my situation right now. Um, So that really damaged, you know what I'm saying? Me and my cousins going forward, it shouldn't because what we like to do is blame each other. And I'm not saying me and my cousins, we do that. I'm talking about people in general now. We blame each other for not making situations better. We so quick to put the fault on the other person instead of looking in the mirror and saying, hey, what can I do to make this right? What can I do to change this? Because you say, well, they don't reach out to me. They don't do this. Well, do you reach out? Do you offer them things? Do you try to make it right? Because you can't always just depend on somebody else to make the first move. So if you don't make the move yourself, how can you do how can you expect somebody else to make a move if you don't if you're not willing to make a move? And then that's not fair for you to judge that person because they don't make a move, then hey, you should be judged also because you're not making a move yourself. So it's just a idiotic situation at the end of the day. When a lot of us do that in life as a whole, we don't make moves when we can, as we should. And we just let time just pass on by. But, you know, hopefully in the future, me and my family can work on some things. That would be lovely. And it's the same way with me and my brother. Love my brother. We can call each other anytime. And that's a good thing. Lately, in the last few recent years, we have got better with our relationship. Well, me, me and my brother were 11 years apart. So, of course, we have that distance. So that plays a factor, too. But at the same time, I still would like to be closer to my brother than we are. But my mother bipolar situation forced my brother to be placed in foster care early and i was already 17 already and my brother was probably maybe about 11 at nine at that time or something like that i believe so he didn't get a chance you know and i understand bro or not trust me i know because like I had to tell him, I didn't always get a chance to spend my whole life with my mother like that neither. I had to spend time in foster care because my mother tried to harm me a few times in my younger years and my grandmother had to go to the courthouse and do what she needed to do to get custody back of me. So I also spent time in the system, but I was able to get back home. For him, he spent a lot of years in the system and then when he did kind of come back home, he was already, you know what I'm saying? You know, the system would change you a little bit. And my mother being who she is with her bipolar situation, it's like, he man, he didn't want to come back home and deal with that. So that left a lot of burden on me. So like I say, in general, man, that just messed me up with a lot of relationships in my life. But what don't kill you makes you stronger, right? And it's about we taking responsibility. Don't let the bullshit define you. Because we all have our secrets, got our issues, y'all. We just got to make better out of it. Just don't let that shit be your downfall at the end of the day. And that's much love about that. I got more to share with y'all eventually, but I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, make this such a sad-ass episode and shit, because I know a lot of y'all going to feel it, you know what I'm saying, feel for me, but... Your boy okay, your boy doing good. Got me a lovely daughter that I'm raising. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here just trying to make moves, starting this podcast for y'all. 
you know what I'm saying? So keep on staying tuned. So, man, on the next segment, I got that boy Samuel Squirrel Steel, a.k.a. Sammy by the family. This fool right here is going to be wild. I'm telling y'all now. We're going to be talking about sports. I already know this guy already is going to be trying to give me some wagers because he's a steal. And anybody know anything about them damn steals? They love to make some bets, boy. So I know he's going to have some good takes. I know he's going to have some shit to say that's going to have me like, what the hell is he talking about? Because he likes to fuck with me like that. So y'all stay tuned for sports, man. Play it loud, man. We'll be right back, y'all. What up, what up, y'all? Back at it at Play It Loud Podcast, man. It's that time of the night. Sports, you know what I'm saying? Recap, talk sports. I got another one of my homies here tonight, man. My boy Samuel Steele, a.k.a. The Squirrel. Sammy the Squirrel, that's my boy, man. Love you, man. What's up with you, boy? What's going on, bro? Man, you know what it is, man. I'm right here. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you for joining your boy in the podcast, man. We trying to do things out here, man. Trying to do big things, man. Make moves, man. So I hope I get you back a few more times, bro. But, uh... Most definitely. Yeah, man. Them Raiders, man. What happened to him tonight, bro? You know what I'm saying? Leon was on last week. You know, he a Raider fan. He was hurt. What's going on, man? Man, I'm heartbroken right now, man. We should have had that one, man. We used to command the whole first half. Yeah. We put up no points the second half. Mm. Yeah, man. I'm glad my boys, you know what I'm saying? We pulled it off. We 3-2 right now. Them Niners, man. But, uh, yeah, that defense is elite, man. But Jimmy, man, you know, we still... I know how far we're going to go with Jimmy. It's just if that defense can make sure nobody don't score over 15 points, then we may be able to do it this year because my division is down so garbage, man. Rams you know, trying. You got you to you go back to the days when uh, Terrell Owens was playing with a Romo, man. I stand behind my quarterback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I did that on the first episode. Uh, it's my quarterback, man. <laughs> Talk about my quarterback. Yeah, man. But yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G got it, man. He just gotta start rushing himself some time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. Just take your time and read the fucking field. You play behind Tom Brady. I, I always get it, bro. But there's so much shit going on in the sports, man. I'm gonna go down a few recaps and shit. Uh like I always try to do since it's football season right now. Yeah, man. So the uh, the Colts, man. Coats and them damn Broncos, man. Them goddamn coats again, man. Some kind of way. Matt Ryan, I said he was washed up, but I don't know. What you think? I mean, they still barely winning, but what you think? Sometimes, you know, you, but, but you know what? The Colts have been, they haven't had a solid defense for about the last three or four years. So, yeah. you know, um, should, if, they can, if they can, you know, keep you off that field long enough. Well, then another thing is that maybe he just, you know, new team and he, he got a fire underneath him, but I, I still don't think they, they doing that. I don't think so. Nah, you know, I, man. Matt Ryan washed up. I'm sorry to say, coach need to go ahead and just you. you know they just go ahead and just draft a new quarterback to stop playing. Andrew Luck, you know he ain't coming back. Y'all tune in to my ass on Play Aloud podcast. You know what I'm saying y'all support in, subscribe to the ass y'all. But yeah, man, uh, the Giants and that Green Bay game. Hmm. You know I saw that coming, right? Hmm. Hmm. I saw that coming. Yeah. Because they DBs, they DBs are some some dogs. Hmm. They, they, and then when they get that red, when you get that red zone, they ain't giving up nothing. Nothing giants. Nah. So that one right there was a, uh, that was a shocker. But yeah, I kind of seen that one coming myself too. Especially that was in London too, right? Exactly. And yeah. I love to see Rodgers lose. Yeah. Don't we all I like to? Don't we all love to see Rodgers lose? Rodgers, you suck. 
<laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <whew. laughs> you know we got to talk about this. Nigga, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Ooh, 38 oh, to 3. Why would you even bring that game up? I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, my cousin is a Steelers fan. My last name is Steelers. So, you know, that's when I'm bad, man. Boy, hey. Mike Tomlin, man, love you. Man, brother, I hope, I I don't know. He's too young to retire. Man. You know, he want to ship with them, so they got that faithfulness to him, but it might be time to move on. Yeah, it may be time, man. You know, I mean, the Rooney, one thing about the Rooney's because, you know, the Rooney family owns the Steelers, and one thing about the Rooney's, that's why they have the Rooney rule in the NFL, to be able to give minority people opportunities to get a job. So I don't really see them firing Mike Tomlin, but everybody in the outside, we can understand if they did, you know, it's kind of been time. You, you got to reign there. You've established yourself yeah, as you a great coach. W's at the end of the yeah, day. Exactly. Black, white, exactly, bro. Get W's, you know what exactly. I'm saying? And, and right now he's not producing. And he's making bad decisions. They, they was down what was it, uh, 28 to something, and I think he, he wanted to kick a field goal. It's from 28 to 3, he yeah. wanted to kick a field goal. Like, and you, you, they, was, they was like in the red zone, and it was like, what, what, you know, this. sometimes he's too prideful, you know, as a yeah. coach, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, man, yeah. And you know, that's, that's one thing, growing up, us being kids, black men growing up in the hood, and having them black coaches, man, and watching them as grown men, we be trying to support them, but they all the same on all levels, bro. You know, that, you know, it's, you got that. It, it, you got this because I own bro, brothers be like, damn, for real. That's how you doing this. No, listen up, coaches. You got some of the cool brother coaches, the ones that's you know the lean way, the lenient coach. But then you got that coach like the Mike Tomlin's. Like, man, we know you who you are. We know who commands the room. We respect you, bro. But damn, sometimes you got to be open minded. You know what I'm saying? Try to evolve as the game evolve, man. You can't just always want to do shit a certain way that you think it's gonna work. Shit, game changes, and you ain't changing your schemes. Shit, you left behind. You stick it to a system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every system, every system you, sometimes you got to change that up because, you know, the, and especially the game is evolving just like, you know, look how far basketball is evolved. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Philly, man. Philly. 5-0 and mm-hmm. now? I, I don't need the hype, man. Okay. I, I keep saying, I keep saying Jalen Hurts, man. Just come on. See, this is how I feel about Philly. I never, I ain't never really fuck with no Eagles like that. You know what I'm saying? I used to hate their ass always beating on my Niners with McNabb and shit and Westbrook running the ball and all them cats, man. And then when T.O. went there, so, you know, I got my little bias yeah. against them, you know, but Jalen Hurst, I'm happy for him because it was just so much doubt what the brother went through at the winning shit, what, two championships at Alabama? Going on his third, something like that, and, uh, Tula, uh, he gets hurt, whatever. Tula comes in, wins the championship game, and then next year they just forget all about Jalen. So now he got to go to Oklahoma and shit, prove himself, you know what I'm saying, somewhere else. And then he gets to the league and everybody, you know, typical shit. Ah, he just running quarterback. He can't throw. He don't have a horn. Same way they try to say about Lamar. Now look at him. So I'm happy for us that aspect, man, because, you know, the game is evolving, like we say, and that's why it's changing with a lot of these Run so-called running mobile quarterbacks. They starting to be more effective now, and starting to have a higher demand for these guys now. 
Yeah, you gotta yeah. respect. You gotta respect Jason yeah. Hurts. I mean, yeah. but fuck the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's a damn show. That's a damn show. We we agree with that. I do love the guy. I mean, I think yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I think he got great mechanics. You know what I'm saying? He, he can he, he can stay in the pocket if he needs to. Yeah. Fire. He can get out of the pocket. He can scramble. He he makes plays. You know, um, just like Mahomes and just like Jackson and the other black quarterbacks that they try to overlook and exactly. try to say that about. But you know, at the end of the day, I do respect Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Uh, New Orleans, man, they pulled that shit out, man. I mean, but it's Seattle, so. Uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. New England game. New, yeah, New England, man. Detroit. See, Whoa. I always got to I always love the uniform colors. Who don't love Barry Sanders? You know what I mean? It's, it's just, you always just, Detroit Lions is one of them teams, you just want to see them just do good. It's not about, it's not about rooting for them. They just a team you just would love to just see. Can y'all at least have a chance to get into the playoffs? Can y'all just be on the what was they say on the cusp? But yeah, man, they 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 hell no. They getting better, man. Uh, getting to some getting to some basketball, man. It's almost at basketball time, so you know we usually don't get into it probably till about around Christmas time. But uh, Lakers in the preseason, they finally won a preseason game. I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. Of course, we still didn't make some moves, but. I think we need to get bigger, but I'm um, liking what I'm seeing with the guards and that nigga Kendrick Kendrick Nunn, boy. Yeah, yeah, he can do it. yeah, Kendrick Nunn coming with it, man. And then we are not gonna like what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna but, say this. Go and say it, man. Say it. LeBron, when LeBron's not on the floor like LeBron didn't play, that ball moves frequently yeah. and it moves fast, and people are open and they're knocking down shots, and you're seeing guys step up. And I think they feel a little bit more comfortable when he's off the floor because when he's on the floor, he got you know he got the bandage touches and they got plays set for him. But uh, it seems like they just having fun when he's not out there. I don't, I don't know. You know, it, it could just be me though. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I, 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 I gotta go on my Stephen A. Smith voice right now. So you telling me on Playing Out podcast right now that the Lakers are a better team when LeBron is not on the court? Is that what I'm hearing for you? For that W they was, I'm not gonna say in general. Oh. <laughs> you ain't gonna set me up for that. Oh. I, 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 and my Stephen A. Smith, well, I, I just, I just gotta know. I, I, I just gotta know. Okay, man, so I'm you, okay, the man. Ball just moves a little bit better. Moves a little smoother. Okay, smooth, smooth, smoothly. Okay. That can decide the game. Okay, I just, just had to ask that question. You had me going to my Stephen A. I just want to make sure on that. No, nah, man, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, it's preseason. You want to get them guys out there getting run. So, if you're talking about for that aspect as it being preseason and the youngsters out there be able to really get a chance to jail and move the ball and get their feet wet without really being out there with LeBron and them, that's really going to kind of dominate the ball too much. Only person you really want to see out there, like last night, was AD to really, you know, you want to see him but don't want to see him because it's like every time AD shit leave his feet, you know, we all praying. Holding our breath, man. Like, God damn, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> super glass. Yeah, he's super Mr. Glass, man. I don't even know what's thinner than the glass, but he's super fragile. When he's healthy, man, nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. He proved it. He can prove it. He been proven it, but it's just like, yeah. come on, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a healthier diet, or yeah. you gotta get nutrition, exactly. you gotta get a, a strength and conditioning program. You gotta do something. Exactly. To hurt. If he stay healthy, bro, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's easy for us to come out the West if he was to stay healthy. Like I said right now because I know AD. If you do hear this podcast, bro, you know what I'm saying because you should. It's gonna go worldwide pretty soon, man. Play a loud podcast again. Um, 
you are, I don't care what they say, they say you was, what, 20th this year, bro? When you are healthy, bro, you are a top six player in the league. I don't give a fuck what they say. Hands down. Hands down, bro. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying you number six. I don't want to put no number. I'm just, you know, just to make it debatable with some cast so they don't try six. to put no number. You but for sure, bro, you in the top six, AD, when you healthy, homie. For mm-hmm. real, for real. We just want you to stay healthy, man. Because I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan, so I've been following you, bro. Just stay healthy and bring that shit back to L.A., man. Um, Trevary, USC, baby. I yeah. Have to say it. Yeah. USC, go ahead. yeah, well, you know, I fuck with, you know, I fuck with my Trojans when it comes to football. You know how it go. I think we all, down there, everybody in LA is Trojan football. And then a lot of US, I mean, we'll say UCLA basketball, a lot of people, but I always fuck with the Wildcat. Now, I do fuck with my Trojans because, nigga, I take it back to them Hera Minor days. Don't get it twisted. I take it back to the Hera Minor days on niggas. I used to fuck with the Trojans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hera Minor was my boy, man. Baby Jordan, that was my boy. But, uh, you, know, you gotta talk about my Dodgers, though. I know you're an Angels fan. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you know, you already know. I be, as you notice, if you've been listening to the podcast, if you notice, I've been skipping the baseball and shit. It ain't nothing for me to talk about stuff. I want to look. Only thing I can say is that the Angels are up for sale. And um, if anybody's looking to buy it, Steve Bomber, hello, Steve Bomber. Yeah, you'd be nice to buy it. You know, somebody's looking to buy my Angels. Again, Steve Bomber. That would be, you know, a nice, good-looking man, because uh, yeah, Artie Moreno got to go, bro. On the other hand, my daughters are on the verge of winning championships, so we're gonna put that out there. All but I'm gonna say about them boys. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna get too much on that. Yeah, know. all I'm gonna say, them boys bet they better do it. I was in this funny. I was just talking about them not too long ago, about a couple of days ago, because you know, I already know. You know, how it goes with us, regardless. Yeah, I fuck with the Angels, but nigga, I'm still gonna rock my Dodger blue, regardless. Y'all know what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to rock that Dr. Blue regardless. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Since Magic Johnson took over them, because I was saying that the Dodgers was kind of like a laughing stock since, like, since 88. You know, you know that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the Dodgers and the Raiders. I was talking about how L.A. teams was and how we got so much love for our teams in L.A. that people that really mess with them L.A. teams and really die hard L.A. fan, L.A., you know, team fans. Like, Dodgers from L.A. from 88 until, you know, so they finally won it. People was, you know, every year. We gonna win it this year. This is our year. We gonna win it. Man, you not winning it with Jose Offerman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Set me real. But we gonna say it real. Like you got you got cracked out, washed up, Daryl Stark. You're you not winning it this year. You know what I'm saying? You're not winning yeah, it this did, year. Yeah, and, and, and that was my boy. Now, and if I say they was youngsters, you think about it. You had Mike Piazza. You had Eric Carroll's. You had Raul Monesty. You even had a young Pedro Martinez. Mm. Raul Monesty was the strongest arm in baseball. Eric Carroll's. And since we speaking about that and we went to that, I got something that a lot of people don't do, bro. And I'm going to put you on the spot. But I, since I already got mine written down, I get to cheat and go first. I'm right here. So I got my all-time baseball lineup. Because see, like you say, I don't really talk about baseball like that. But I should because growing up in our era, that's all we knew. You know what I'm saying? We all it was three sports. It was basketball, football, however you want to put that, and it was always baseball. Baseball was always third, but it was always there. We, it, it was always important. As we got older, it kind of got to where once they kind of get to the playoffs, then we kind of really keep up with it. But we had our favorite players and all that stuff. So we collect baseball cards. Yeah, we exactly, bro. We collect them tops, them downwards cards, and all that stuff. Yep. So upper deck. exactly, man, the upper deck. So yeah, man. Um, 
I'm going to start off. So my all-time baseball lineup, I got that catcher. I got Mike Piazza at catcher. Funny, we just got through speaking of Piazza, huh? I got at first base. I got big hurt Frank Thomas. Second base was so hard because it's so many people. But I had to go with those people who were like, ooh. I went, with, I went with Roberto Alomar, man. I went with Roberto Alomar. I, I was going to go with Ryan Sandberg and Craig Biggio and a couple of people, but Roberto Alomar, man, that Toronto team, I think that was 92-93. Him and Joe Carter, man, that back-to-back, I remember being a kid watching them, man, like that color. So Robbie Alomar, man, I always had a little love for him. Third base, you know, I'm an Angels fan. I wanted to put Troy Gloss. That's my boy, so shout out to Troy Gloss, but... Adrian Beltray, that motherfucker right there was a bad boy for years, man. Adrian Beltray, Adrian Beltray is my third, my third base. Shortstop, El Capitan, man. Derek Jeter, man. Ain't no question. We got Barry Larkin. We got all these other cats, but El Capitan, bro, when it comes to shortstop. Right field, ain't nobody better than Tony Gwynn. Come on now. Rest in peace, Tony Gwynn. You know what I'm saying? Tony Grill, my right field, my right fielder. Uh, left fielder, of course, man, the great Barry Bonds. And then uh, center fielder, my favorite player of all time. You already know. The kid himself, Ken Griffey Jr. You already know. And then uh, pitchers. I got two pitchers. I got, you know what I'm saying, the big unit, of course, Randy Johnson. And then my boy Nolan Ryan. Cause you know I gotta put an angel in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man. What you well, got? Let's say he probably more. You know, about the same balance. You know, cause we had him in his younger years. You know, Texas Rangers kind of when he was, you know, he was on that on that down. He still was good. Shit, he played till like he was eighty five. Shit. Shout out to Nolan Ryan, man. Yeah, you the kill me off because you got your whole lineup together. Yeah, you know I had to. Yeah, so I, I, I give you time to think a little bit. That's why I had to. I had to cheat no, no, a little no, bit. No, I'm, I'm not going to even do that. All right. But I'm going to cut it short and say this. At shortstop, I would have definitely had the Wizard of Oz, Ozzy Smith. Mm. Off the bat. Mm. He has to get in. And then at third base. But see? Third base, I would have my boy Chipper Jones. Okay, okay. That's what I want to go with. I'm about to say, Ozzy was a little bit old when we, I want you to go with the ones we really know. Because, see, I, I didn't do that. Because I didn't want to go like great. So I want to go with the ones that we kind of really watch in their prime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, Chipper's good. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, Chipper's good for sure. Your first baseman is down there, my first baseman. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Shout out to Yadier Molina, man. He's the Molina boys. Benji Molina, all three of the Molina boys yeah, is good, yeah, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, Because now, now I'm stuck. I probably can't do, I probably can't even do um, left field and, uh, I probably can't do right field yeah. and 
what's what is in my missus picture? What's my number one picture of all time? Yeah, I would have know. to say Earl Hershey. That's mm. another dodge. See, see, how about CC man? So, you see, you dodge your bias. See, you dodge, you dodge your bias, man. So we just gonna go ahead and get off on baseball, man. You dodge your bias right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You dodge your bias, brother. So we see uh, back in sports, man. Draymond Green. You got knocked the fuck out. Did you see the video? First before 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 I get your take, <laughs> all I gotta say is that when I saw the video, I said, "Well, at least he, I mean, he still was a teammate. I mean, he did cock him and hold him up." <laughs> if you really watch the video, <laughs> if you watch the video again, I said, "Damn, he cocked him and tried to keep him up." I said, "Draymond, go." I said, "What you thought? You just go sleep him and then hold him up like nigga, stand still, nigga, stand still, stand still, nigga, just shake it off, shake it off." Yeah, because I said you see the right hand clocking and then you see the underhand that left try to hold him up. I said this nigga try to hold him up at the same time. Yeah, bro. But No, no, you are. He was supposed to push the swing. He know he was yep. supposed to push the swing. So what you? Know he's a larger man. He yeah. still gotta have the advantage of the takeoff. So what you think, man? You think uh, a lot of people saying that's a player for Draymond trying to get to the Lakers, man? You know, look, it's always somebody trying to get to the Lakers. And no matter whatever. Oh, yeah, he's trying to be a Laker. What you think? Um, I just think he's unhappy there now because he didn't get the max contract and, and Jordan Poole did. He's a clutch client. He's a clutch client. He's a clutch client. I've been here. I don't want championships. And I feel like I'm just as important as anybody on the squad. And, and it's the animosity that he got with him. But it's not even about basketball and then it's just like oh you got you know what i'm saying like they gave you the yeah. bag and give it to me so i'm just gonna be fucked up to you now you exactly know I mean? but he's a clutch client bro so you know how that go man and rich paul got that good relationship with jenny man exactly jenny bus man she looks just like barbie mama you pretty jenny i'm just saying but you look if bar if barbie doll had her mother and not saying jenny all fake looking something like that she's just a pretty older lady it's just how she dressed she looks like Barbie Dolls' mother, <laughs> in a good way. You know, what I'm saying in a good way, Jenny. In a good way. You know, I want Jenny be. You know, what I'm saying I'll forget Fat Loud podcast. I was gonna tune into him. No, Jenny. I'm saying it in a good way. But um, yeah, man. Let's get into look for sure. Shout out to Jenny Bus. You're doing your thing, girl. Now, last of the night, man. Bud Crawford, Earl Spence, because we all waiting for this, bro. We all, you know, I know how y'all, y'all know me. You know, I've been hollering this Bud Crawford from day one. I've been day one budding, shouting, shouting Bud, shouting Bud, shouting, you know, shout, you know me, day one. And I know y'all, like majority of people out there, Earl Spence, Earl Spence. If, if we gonna, is we gonna finally get this fight or not, man? Because the rumor was for November 19, but uh, it ain't never been signed yet. What you think? Well, they both need each other right now. That's for damn show. So we need to go ahead and get this fight going, man, because we need to go ahead and put our little bets on. I know you use a steal, use a gambling man, so I already know you already going to have your bets ready. That's for damn show. So, most yeah, definitely. that's most definitely, man. So, that's damn show the shit. Oh, shit. That's going to be like the fight of the century as of right now, man. Like, that's the fight we all waiting for. So, 
So, so what do you think? Do you think it's a battle of uh, the promotion teams because they try to get the numbers together to see who's gonna get more money or how we can what? promote this thing? You know, where should we best have to fight at? Because it's not about the fighters. Because them them niggas want to fight, bro. They want to fight you because they like. I want to prove I'm the best. But exactly. sometimes that's not what the promoters want because if you lose, you get knocked down a couple of notches and then you got to fight your way back up to being a prize fighter. And it's bigger than just, you know, nobody's bigger than the program with mm-hmm. all this boxing shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, you know, well, see, my opinion on that is, and just from just being out there reading blogs and what's going on, is Earl already to put it out there, Earl Spence already to put it out there that if Bud want to fight him, he'd take 60, he got to take 60 40. You want to fight me? You want to take 64? He's been saying this shit for about three, 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 four years now since they first talked about they wanted to fight each other, whatever first came up. So, from what they saying, Bud is saying, shit, motherfucker, I'll fight you 70 30. I just want to fight you. So, like you say, yes, it is promotional because whatever the split is, from what I'm hearing, Bud Crawford's already agreeing to not guarantee money, which is rare. This is how bad my boy just want to get in the ring and prove himself because after that fight, for whoever wins this fight, the sky's the limit. Because yeah, y'all could do the rematch, of course, and get that paper. But you know, it all depends, man. Because whoever is the winner, you want to win twice. You hoping, you know, you can win one and lose one, and then make it a third, get that paper, and really, you know, what I'm saying, stretch it out a little bit. But shit, whoever, if, if a person wins the first two fights, nobody want to see the third. Come on, man. I, I think that's what that's probably was you know and as as crazy as you just said that play I think you just really hit on something and I think that the contract is probably gonna come with a clause mm-hmm. whoever loses has a guaranteed agreement mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what's gonna be exactly it's gonna be a third fight if mm-hmm. Exactly. If yeah, because like I said, if a person whoever win that, if you lose twice, I mean nobody want to see the third one. It's same oh, one. It's almost like with the Deontay Wilder and uh, Fury. You know, we know, oh, yeah, you know, we know Fury down there should have won that first fight, but the last two fights after that, man, was come on, bro, for real. Last fight. And uh, Deontay Wilder was my boy. I, I thought he was gonna, you know, and I believe Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, somebody about to fight now. I don't yeah, know. He He's actually favored to win the fight. Well, he so, got to build himself I'm, back I'm, up, man. I'm excited you know. to see him in the ring again. I'm going to see what he can do. I mean, the thing is, Tyson Fury didn't kind of ran through everybody now, so it's pretty much like he about to be on the house. So if you Deontay Wilder, you want to build yourself back up while you can. And, hey, <laughs> you don't want to You want to avoid that, man. So if he about to be on his way out, I could be on my way coming back up. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's for damn sure. So, so, so you're telling me you got Bud Crawford against man I'm making it clear I got Bud Crawford I got I'm Terrence Bud so Crawford right now, man right now so you don't so you don't run how Never. much are we right now I need to know what, you know I'm a gambling man man I got a yeah I'm I, 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 I about to say I'm about to say to, to keep it to keep it you know what I'm saying good so I'll, you know I'll, you know neither one of us run I'll go ahead and hit you with that 5-0 we can do that 50 we can do that 50 right. okay, you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like like on, on play it loud. I, I said it. I said it just like Dwight. 50. 50. I got, it. I got that 50 just for you. All right. Don't worry about it. All right. Got it for you. Me and me. Red Lobster and get me a lobster tail. <laughs> and, and I might get me a drink with it. I might get 10 with it. But <laughs> 50 will be my lobster. Man. Hey, speaking of that, inflation is a mother boy. You just came and go have a 
a fold out of hamburger combo or nothing like that no more shit man. a whopper combo will run you about twelve dollars now if you want to supersize <laughs> this shit it's crazy bro Man, man, before, no, no nah, bro. Nah, everything is yeah. everything yeah. has went That's up, bro. Exactly, man. Before I get you out of here, though, man, you know, just want to know, man, what you been up to, though, Sam? You know, a lot of people know us from Compton High, man. You know, a lot of people see us that we all stood tight throughout all these years. You know what I'm saying? We still got our core, you know what I'm saying, of all the homies, man. So just what you been, what you been doing in your life, man? What's going on with you? All the kids and everything. Well, first and foremost, man, you know, uh, man, like, uh, you know, God is first in my life. Uh, lost my father back in 2014. Rest in uh, peace, Sam, man. My mom's still here. Yeah. I got uh, two sons, a daughter. Um, um, I'm not married. Um, uh, you know, uh, working for MTA. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with that. And just, uh, you know, still close to my homies that I grew up with from high school. And just trying to be productive out here, man. Be positive um, and just help people um, just see the, the, the bigger picture in life. And that's just to overall be happy. Exactly. And, uh, you know, like I'm man, happy for you to have me on here, man, to Steven and express myself in a way that I feel like sometimes I got something to say and nobody to say it to. You know no, man? exactly, bro. You know so, what I'm saying? Much love, man. Look, the mic is going to always be open for you, bro. You believe that, man. And uh, if y'all don't know, we ain't never got too old yet, but uh, that still play. It's still it's still on the way. If y'all don't know, that's our mixtape. You know what I'm saying? We still the rap group. Oh yeah, we still been doing our thing. And a lot of you youngsters out here trying to do y'all thing, changing the rap game with y'all new little stuff, whatever. But when they come to it, when they come to me and Sam, y'all don't want to see us never. We'll still eat that ass. Twenty twenty three is coming. We just gotta let them know, Sam, because a lot of times they be thinking, man. But we eat that ass up all day. You know what I'm uh, saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. Hey, you know what? And I, and I got some new beats too. And I, it's crazy because I, I, one beat particularly, I don't even want to get on it. I just want to give it to yeah. you. Is that you do your thing? It, it's got you written all over. So for you sure. Know what I mean, if you want to feature me on it, that's on you. But for sure, but for man, sure. But wait till you hear it though. And shout, shout out to you. Shout out to our young cousin, man, Young Nutter, because I'm damn sure gonna have my cousin on here. He gonna talk about the album stuff that's coming out. The mixtape he already got out right now. You know what I'm saying? So man, be looking out for that, man. I got a lot of special guests that's gonna be coming on the show pretty soon. So again, hey, Sam, I appreciate you, bro, bro. We're gonna chop it up some more, man, on another one. Man, much love, man. Take care, bro. I'll holler back at you. You yeah. know what, man? For sure, for sure. That is a wrap. That is a wrap for this week's episode of Play It Loud Podcast with your boy DJT play, of course, Sammy Steele Jr. He was a wild boy, and I enjoyed doing the sports segment with you this week, boy. We had some good takes, man, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? But you just made sure when Earl Spence get that ass whooped that you cash at me $52 so I can cash app, so I can cash out 50 to be exact. Don't me cash after me $50. And then I'm only cashing out $48.50, bro. Mm-mm. I want my full 50. And it so happened, a dead clock is wrong twice a day and Earl Spence win. I got you on the same, bro. <laughs> For real. But much love. This episode, I share some things with y'all. Open up with y'all a little bit. That's what Play It Loud Podcast is about. It's about me giving a platform for everybody to speak for themselves. People that we know around the way. People we grew up with, 
people that's making moves out here in the community, making strides to make our communities better for us to grow up in, for our children to grow up in, to live in. And we want to give y'all y'all flowers and y'all respect that's due for y'all, for real. Y'all paying y'all dues out here. A lot of y'all done paid y'all dues. And anytime you want to get on Play Aloud podcast and spit something, let us know what you're doing, moves you're making. You want to get something off your chest, all you got to do is holler at your boy and I'm here for you, for real, for real. Next week episode, I got a power couple that's going to be on here. Y'all never know who's going to stop by Play Aloud podcast. Trust me, stay tuned. And they're going to share some things with us. Y'all know this couple. I'm not going to give their name up yet. It's already set up, so don't worry about it. That's a done deal. But just stay tuned for the next episode because you never know who's going to be on Play Aloud podcast. You never know who's going to stop through give me five or ten minutes. For real, for real. And um, the music that was produced this episode, Young Gotti, that's good looking out, bro. For real, man. Young Gotti got some tracks, man. So y'all go on YouTube, check out Young Gotti. And, of course, my cousin, Mad Scientist, man, he produced the theme song and the sports segment that me and Sam was doing. That was his music in the background. So good looking out, bro, bro. Bonus content, play and steal, still play, get it popping. It's about to come on right after this. So stay tuned for next week's episode, and there's more to come on Play It Loud Podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm out, chill. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. You can get it poppin' with your boy Sam Steele. If I don't get it poppin', then my man's will. Bad bitch, light skin. Wearing heels, looking for a trick, nigga, to pay her bill. All these bitches fall in line, cause they know the deal. Wrists on froze, nigga, so they know the chill. Your boy Sam, take him from the hood to the hills. I'll fuck him on the roof just for the thrill. Bang, bang like pops just to show the skills. Then I skirt her in the foreign on them foreign wheels. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them hoes we can get it poppin'. Somebody tell them niggas we can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. We can get it poppin'. Brand new things, brand new chains, brand new whip, nigga screaming money ain't a thing. I'm on my JD shit, nigga, but no ATL. It's LA, my nigga, yeah, the real hell. Nigga, we in the dwells, nigga, we in the fucking slums. Talking all that shit, we put two in your fucking moms. Word is one, nigga, we clapping steady jacking, yeah, we getting them fucking funds, and we don't give a fuck, son. I'm on that New York shit, but I'm from Compton. Breaking nigga off something, nigga, what's happening? Pistol jacking, get with him, we steady hagging. Niggas get mad, cause my khakis is steady sagging. Blue Wagon, nigga coming in from the side. I come through this motherfucker, drive by as a homicide. Nigga don't get it, bitch. Nigga, you get with it. And bitch ass niggas talking shit, you get spit it. Get it poppin'. Get it poppin'.
poppin'. Get it poppin'.